What's happening? Snowy Sunday. Snowy. Well, if you are not here in uh, the east, northeast with us, it is. Uh, we it are is part beautiful. two of this uh, monsoon snowy snowstorm. Snowy sideways currently. It is. It's crazy. <laughs> uh, but uh, if you are somewhere else, being sunny and warm. We are not jealous uh, or envious. A lot, actually. <laughs> uh, but thanks for joining us. We love yes. you guys. Man, it's so good to be good together. Good morning, everybody. Love it. Yes, we were excited today. We were like, no, no, there's no fatigue here. <laughs> so, <laughs> I know someone's like, um, uh, someone left a, like a little comment uh, a while back about, I, I don't know, you guys are too, uh, you're too, you're too cheerful. You're too, you're too, you're too, you're too much Said cheer. Said melancholy. <laughs> I know. I'm like, yep. Yeah. We save it all up for right now. <laughs> yeah, you, know you do, don't you? Yeah, but welcome. And Man, if I'm this so is glad one of your here. first times with us, this is Kyle. My name How is Danielle. And we are just a small part of what makes up our Connect family. And we're so grateful that you've joined us today. You've tuned in. The benefit of doing church like this at this moment is that we never have to cancel because of snow. I know. I was thinking about that. You know, like it's snowing out. And, every, and everybody's... Normally we would. Normally we'd be freaking out. Yeah. Because there'd be like seven people at church. <laughs> and, um, or we'd have to cancel or whatever. Yeah. And I love... Look, there, there is... Uh, we say it every week or at least a lot. But, um, you know, God is not confined by time and space. And so there's something he loves when his bride gets together. Mm. He loves when men and women decide to, to say, you know what, I'm going to take time out together mm -hmm. and, um, and, do it and, and, and do it together. There's something powerful. I, I really want to encourage you, whether you're in your home today, whether you're in the hospital today, yes. whether you're on vacation today, yeah. uh, no matter where you are, you're joined in. This is now the house of God. The Bible says that we together are the temple of the living God. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I'm, I'm expecting, I'm, 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 there's an expectation uh, that God's going to do something in your home, in your life today. Sure. Uh, we're not just having like fun. We love to have fun in church, right? It, it, we yeah. love it. We love having fun in church. But the truth is, we there's an expectation that, that we have yes. because my God, when he shows up, everything's possible. Yeah, yeah. And along with it being February, it is also Black History Month. And it is. It has been uh, such a joy for me to be able to really hone my focus in on learning and reading. I'm a reader, so I like to read. I like to learn audio books. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Something yeah. that I normally I wouldn't all, like be into. I like to read. I like... I'm old school, like the smell of old library book. I feel like I'm I'm pretty much you are. You got, came you, out the womb ninety five. But you got I your have, library card. You but I have figured out audio roll that's index things. Then the people okay. those sort of people don't even know what you're talking about. It's awesome. Um but I do love to listen and it, it helps me actually even comprehend some yeah, we'll retain it. Yeah. faster. So this morning, um I wanted to share something about and highlight someone and bring someone into focus because I think that's one of the ways that we learn is by listening to how other people 100%. have influenced our lives and um, I'm a worshiper. Yeah. I uh, had a whole class in college on hymnology. You did. Hymnology. <laughs> and, um, but I love to learn the history of, um, of where we all come from. And uh, this morning I just wanted to highlight a man named Reverend Charles Tinley. Yeah, that's cool. And he has local ties even to us here in Philadelphia. And, um, his story is very inspirational. I've been singing his music all morning, and um, and this is what I just want to share with us to take a moment. It's a holy moment, I yeah, believe, holy agreed. moment, um, to focus in on how God has used clay to, to influence his world, right? Because we're clay, yeah. but in his hands. 
um, we can change the world. Well, indeed, the Bible says, you know, we are surrounded by such a great cloud, cloud of witnesses. witnesses. You know, I think sometimes in our modern world, we forget yes. that, that we stand on the shoulder of such giants. Absolutely. These, these men and women of faith who went before us who yes. didn't have it easy. Unquestionably. Right? Unquestionably. Uh, so, and sometimes you know someone now is like the Reverend Charles oh, yeah, Tinley, yeah. but yeah, yeah. he didn't come out of the womb like that. Yeah, he was like Charlie to his mom. Right, exactly. Yeah. So Tinley was born in 1851. He was the son of a slave and a free woman. His mother died when he was four, so he was sent to live with his mother's sister for fear that he would be sold into slavery if he was to stay with his mm. father. So Tinley knew about the world tossing him like a ship on the sea as he was hired out to work from an early age and he got no formal schooling. And I love this. Yet he taught himself to read from scraps of newspapers. Wow. And then when he was 17, he got married, and her name was Daisy Henry. And in 1875, they moved to Philadelphia. And that's where he got a job as a janitor at Calvary Methodist Episcopal Church. The young couple knew about being destitute um, of, thing, of, of the things that life demands, want of food and shelter. And it says this, Tinley was a man of faith. And he was a hard worker. So he continued wow. his studies, asking, I love this, asking friends at a local synagogue for help to understand and learn Hebrew Ooh. and taking Greek by correspondence courses through Boston Theological School. And he was later ordained in the United Methodist Church with high academic scores despite having no college degree at all. And then this, after serving in several parishes in 1902, he was appointed the pastor at Calvary Methodist, the same church where he had worked as janitor. And it started with 130 members when he took over. And then the mixed-race congregation grew to more than 12,000 people wow. under his leadership, wow. the largest congregation in our region. And he gave away, and he gave between 500 and 600 hot meals every single day and he allowed the homeless to get hot baths in the church's basement and finally this he was also known as a powerful preacher yes but also as a hymn writer and whose songs of life storms pointed to the stiller of the storms who is jesus wow sometimes called the grandfather of black gospel music tinley's hymns combined a soulful understanding of life's troubles with christ's saving promise and his hymn, I'll Overcome Someday, was the inspiration for the protest song, We Shall Overcome. Wow. Woo. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Reverend. Yes. Kelly. Thank you. Thank you. For those who have gone before us. Yes. Come on. We are standing on the shoulders of giants, men and women who have paid yes. the price so that we have what we have today, this yes. record, this 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 church of Jesus Christ that stands on this rock. So, come on, can we just pray? Uh, Father, we thank you for Reverend Charles yes, Tinley. We, we do, thank God. you, Lord God, thank for you. just men and women who have come before us, Lord God, who have given us, you, who Jesus. have who have walked and tread the hardened path, Lord God, who have who have faced the trials and the fires, yes. Lord God, and yet relied on you to overcome. I love what he wrote. That him that teaches us we will overcome. Why? By the blood of the Lamb we can overcome. By the rock we can overcome. By the by the plan of our King we overcome. And so, Daddy, today, no matter what any
anyone faces, Lord God, who's, who's, who's here today, who's engaging this morning, maybe listening to this yes. later, Lord God, I pray that you may raise up inside of them a faith that says yes. we overcome because Jesus overcame. In, uh, the, the spirit that is in him is living inside of us. Greater is he that is in us than he that is in this world because your love is so deep and so wide and so high and so thick. We can't get it under it or around it, Lord God. We can't bypass it. We find ourselves in the middle of it, and we thank you that your love changes everything. So, Holy Spirit, come where we are today, where there's sickness, bring healing, Lord God. Where, where there's depression, bring joy, Lord God. Where there's addiction, bring freedom in Jesus' name. Where there's unemployment, bring provision, Lord God. Where there's worry, bring peace in Jesus' name. Where there's uncertainty, bring wisdom in the name of the Lord God Almighty, Lord. Father, may this message today be a prophetic voice to the souls and to the spirits of men and women who are listening today. Open our ears and our hearts to receive a word from you today. Let this not to simply be a Sunday that goes by, Lord God. But Father, let this not be a Super Bowl Sunday, but let this be a Super Sunday with you in our lives. We give you the glory and the honor and the praise. We give it all for you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And thank you for that, babe. Thank you. I've been trying to, I really, I love that. I love that story. I know a little bit of its history and I've been trying to watch um, uh, a, a movie uh, every week uh, in Black History Month, yes. uh, the highlights of Black, yes. and I watched The Banker, and I know mm-hmm. uh, it, amazing documentary, uh, a, a film documentary on it. But um, whew, man, I, I, I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I hope that you are excited um, because look, if God can use a Reverend Charles Tinley, mm-hmm. if He can use someone who learned how to read from scraps yeah. of newspaper, man, my God can use anyone. Mm-hmm. He can use you. He can use you. He, he's only looking for uh, obedient men and women of God who are, who are open and saying, God, I'm teachable mm-hmm. and I'm available okay. and I'm faithful. Okay. Um, so, hey, if you brought your Bible or if you have your Bible, uh, I say it all the time. <laughs> if you brought your Bible, I hope you did. If you have your Bible in whatever form it's in, uh, can you open it with me to 1 Peter chapter 5? 1 Peter chapter 5. Matter of fact, forged as men, we're in 1 Peter. I've been studying this, but... Um, uh, I, I, this book's written by obviously the Apostle Peter. It's written, babe, at the end of his life. He's uh, it's right before in, in Rome, right before he 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 dies. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's sending these letters out to encourage men and women of faith. He's he's, he's mm-hmm. saying, look, here are things that we're going to wrestle with. Mm-hmm. And what I love about Peter is he's like kind of honest about himself. Like he he doesn't come up yes. like I'm perfect and yeah. everything. He he these are well, I think a lot of these lessons are the lessons he's learned through his life. And um, today, if you need a title for the message. Um, and th- we're going to call it losing the buzz, mm-hmm. losing the buzz. And I know when I say losing the buzz, it probably means it's something different for, uh, people uh, who are listening. For some who are listening, they may be like, oh, the buzz of being excited and passionate about yeah. God. And then there's others <laughs> of us who understand exactly what we're talking about. And maybe some of you are still losing the buzz from last night. Um, so welcome. This is, this is church. Uh, but the truth is we've, we've been talking a lot this week, babe, about, this lifestyle that is infiltrating Christians in America, mm-hmm. where we've allowed these external substances to kind of infiltrate our mind and our, our spirit, yeah. our belief systems, our yeah. attitudes, and how we find ourselves really living kind of in this intoxicated life, yeah. um, in this, this buzzed living. Um, it's, we're, we're, not, we're not drunk, we're not gone, we're not leaving Jesus, but we're certainly, we got, because of all of it, we got mm-hmm. a good buzz going. And, and 
I think, to be honest, and we're going to talk a lot about this, but I think really the reason it's acceptable to us is because it takes the edge off. Absolutely. It takes the edge off the, the cost of being a disciple, the cost of holiness. It takes the edge off uh, of what it means to actually live full on for Jesus and in submission to his word and seeking the kingdom first. And come on, to, to be honest, if we're honest with ourselves, it's just easier to get a little buzz on than it is to really wrestle with everything it means to to live this kingdom to live, life, too. To, and just to live in reality. Yeah. Just, just. Yeah, because sometimes we don't even want to face what's going on. Just to live in reality, it's like you know, you 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 t- get a, you get a buzz on to take the edge off. Yeah. And what's the, to take the edge off of what being connected, wholly, fully present to the reality. Correct. Of what we face in this life. Yeah, absolutely. And it, look, it, this, it, it's. Um, there's, it's, it's hard what we're going through right now in our world. Our pandemic yeah. is hard in people's lives. You know, we talk about real life. Real life is, is hard for a lot of the people right now. The impact of those things. It's Absolutely. not just a concept of the Correct. pandemic. Like the, the, there is catastrophic fallout Correct. that people are trying to figure out how to carry, how to show How to carry. And, and in it, on top of that, is this inherent weight of the cost of discipleship, the, this, mm-hmm. this pull away from holiness that's inside of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we our, have that all, we have that normally, normally even, even exactly. the most well-intended Christian yes. pre-pandemic Correct. had a desire to, um, you know, have a little bit of a buffer between what it oh. would require me to be fully holy. Yes. And let alone you add the environment of the last almost 12 months in many lanes, right? Whether it be financial, political, whatever it is, you, the cumulative effect of the last almost 12 months that even, even someone who's used to completely living completely sober, meaning (laughs) fully present in your life is like, that starts to sound pretty good. Is there what, you know, finding something that takes you at least out of your reality. Yeah. And I actually think too, that's why, that's why there's such a, uh, we have to get back in person. Yeah. And and it's, it's there's nothing wrong with it, but but even that is this desire to somehow take the edge off mm-hmm. of something. Yeah. So here's the catch. This is what Peter says in First Peter five eight. He says, "Be sober minded." Matter of fact, that's a command. Uh, it, it the the verb is a command, so it's not a suggestion. He's not kind of like, "Hey, if you get around, it, be sober minded." Yeah. Be watchful. Again, another command. So be sober. Be watchful. Why? Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Resist him. Stand firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of sufferings are being experienced by your brothers throughout the world. And that's true, actually, today in yes. lots of ways. But yes. what, he's, what he's saying here, babe, is you got to lose the buzz. So I was thinking, um, I've had a lot of like surgeries in my life. Right? <laughs> You've um, had a few, yeah. 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 And um, I, I'm, I've shared this before, but it's so pertinent to what we're talking about today. There's there was one surgery, and I've never fully understood it, but um, there was one surgery that I had to walk myself into the operating room for and oh, put yeah. myself on, on the, the operating table. table. I remember that? That's extremely daunting emotionally. Right? I remember being in the um, in the I'll elevator follow. with you. Yeah. And it was like, oh, you got to you got to yeah. get off at like you know level yeah. two. And Correct. I had to keep going up the elevator, and you're, you're in your elevator again. You're like, "What is what is this?" Uh-huh. You know, because I would have been very happy when I arrived if they had given me 
happy juice <laughs> the moment I arrived, Amen. right? Because you're aware of what you're about to walk into, which is the unknown, no control. Yeah. Um, hopefully fixing something that is broken and sick in your body. And you it lives in your mind and you're like, Can you give me something to take the edge off? So yeah. when you're when you're voluntarily walking into an into the operating room and you're putting your and it's such a sterile environment. If you're a doctor and a nurse, these are rooms that are probably very you know they're much more normal to you but for right. someone who only goes into one of those <laughs> rooms Correct. when you are being operated on it's a little intense and um and so you it's you you would welcome being taken out of your reality yeah and and so it's it's why we like uh being disconnected sometimes and it's not wholly disconnected um, like, in the, for instance, I don't need to, you to take me out with general anesthesia the moment I arrive right, at the right, hospital, right, right. Knock but right just out. to yeah. give me a little bit of something that's going to take that little um, edge off of reality. And, Kay, when you were reading First Peter, there's two words, and, so, and God's kind of been having us linger yeah. in certain passages um, lately, and I'm the type of person that uh, I love to take you know, a chapter and, and just really study it verse by yep. verse. That's just the way that I learn. Um, but God has been kind of having us ho hover, hover, hover over certain scriptures and really kind of dissecting them. And this is one of them. And that the concept here that the warning is, is to watch and be sober minded. And God really drew my attention to that this week, because even though we would like sometimes to be a little bit numb, there's a real need for us to be both watchful yes, and, and sober-minded. And, and yes, when you study those, those in the Greek, um, to be watchful is, is two things. It's to wake up, mm. but then it's also to remain awake. Yes, correct. And it's one thing like when you've been awakened. Sometimes if you've been awakened, you're quick startled, right? Yeah. You're like, I'm awake, I'm awake, I'm awake. But over time... It's what we're even seeing in our in 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 us, um, not even as a country, but as a world. It's the spiritual fatigue, yes, the emotional fatigue, and the physical fatigue that we are tempted to really live our give ourselves permission to live in because over time, correct, it gets so difficult to continue to show up to the same fight, and God is very careful here to say you have to be watchful means you have to wake up, but you also have to remain awake. awake. Good. And then he also talks about being sober-minded. And some spiritual caffeine. There was <laughs> there was something that I, I I read in my studies that I thought would be beneficial today. It says what being sober-minded means to be free from illusion. Yep. And free from intoxicating influences of sin. Having presence of clear mind. Well. And I think for me, remaining in tune uh, to our spiritual reality is very challenging um, because... It's one of the most challenging things. Yeah, because I think that it's part of... You can't really fully show up for your life unless you're aware of what you're fully showing up for. Right. And as that comes into clarity and as that comes into view it gets very hard because what we really want to do is have something in our life that takes the edge off. And I was saying to Kay this week that what I believe is seeped into us as, and we talk a lot about in, in over this last year, we've talked a lot about the importance of God showing us the difference between living as Christian Americans and American Christians. And an American Christian 
very easily, without even knowing it, adapts that whole concept of living life in moderation yeah. to our Christian walk, right? So good. If you study, like anybody that's dealing with struggle, whether it's with food, right, whether it's with uh, substance, whether it's with addiction to shopping, addiction to control, addiction to porn, a lot of times there can be like, now people will try to give advice because they know what it sounds like to someone if you were to tell them the truth, like yeah. you should just be completely out. out. Yeah. So we adapt this well in moderation. And, and the concept behind it in moderation is because something sometimes in a small, um, a small amount won't hurt you as right. much. And also if something is restricted, you're automatically going to want it more. So just have it in smaller dosages and it's going to be safe for you. But what we've done is we've adapted that so when God says something to us through the scripture, like love the Lord your God with all of your heart hmm. and all of your right. mind and all of your strength, all yeah. of your being, we immediately know the cost of that right. because it's going to require complete spiritual yep. sobriety. And so we adapt the concept of living in moderation, even to how much we love him. Good. And so, true. so we are like, okay, well, I can love you with my mind and I can love you right. with my heart and I can love you. But you said all, <laughs> and I'm gonna need a little something to take that. I'm gonna need a little. I, I need something to take the edge off. Yeah, yeah. No, I I, I think I, I think that's I think that's dead on right, Dean. And I think a lot of times we don't understand the the why behind it. That that there needs to be. We need to be alert. Yeah. There's this. Uh, you know, stay alert. Yeah. Um, I remember. Remember, we were talking about. Uh, you know, right after 9/11. They, yes. they, they, right after 11, if you're, you, if, if some of you yes. don't remember, they had this color warning system, right? This alert system yeah. that had colors to it. Yeah. Like it was, it, today was an orange alert day. Yeah. I have no idea what that meant. Right. No, none. <laughs> I, it was a purple day. Right. I, I don't know what that means. I know I should be on alert, yes. but I don't really know what to be alert mm-hmm. about. Yes. And I think sometimes that's what we stumble through life with. Um, in, in Christianity, because we're like, yeah, yeah, I know. Jesus yep. says I should be alert of stuff, but what really am I supposed to be keeping my eye out for? Right. I know the Big Ten, right? Because that's what we got. <laughs> I know they're the Big Ten. Yeah, I got yeah, those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, I mean, and that that's when moderation comes back in. Yes. You know, well, I'm not smoking eight packs a day. Right. I'm only smoking another pack a day. So we start to get into moderation. Um, and, I, you know, I think for me, the, the, what's so interesting is that the person, the man who wrote this, understood what it mm. meant to live with, with in without sobriety to live mm. with no sobriety for moments in his life and then the results of that yes he knew what it meant Dewin, to allow his dreary eyed soul to lose focus of what the so enemy true. was trying to do in his Absolutely, life you're right. and there's this there's this example of this for him this life altering moment in in Matthew chapter 26 mm. verse 69 to 70 where he's in the courtyard, right? He's just in the, he's in the courtyard around a fireside and, and all these people keep mm. saying to him, you're one of his disciples, you're one of his disciples, you're one of his disciples, and he denies them. Yeah. He denies them. And, and, and I think, babe, this is where I think, church, and this is where we have to challenge ourselves. I think this is where the, this place and this tension is where the majority of us live. In this tension between, he just came from this amazing experience he had with Jesus. He just had a word spoken over his life. Uh-huh. He, he just had communion with Jesus. He was just in a prayer service with Jesus. Which is the very things that we say that if we had those Right, if we had all those things, then it'd be great. I right, could exactly. be a great follower. He just had all of that, right? <laughs> yeah. And then, and then he begins to drink in fear. Then he begins to take sip after sip of compromise. Then in this moment... And aware he, of his co- the cost. 
Oh, absolutely. Aware of the right. And, and and he finds he finds his place. He finds his soul in a place of needing to be intoxicated by the approval of others. Stay with me. He found his self, his soul in a place where it needed to be intoxicated by the approval of others. And so he denies Jesus. He does something he swore he'd never do. Don't get me wrong. He doesn't leave Jesus. He doesn't forsake Jesus. He doesn't go off the deep end. He doesn't just say, forget all this stuff. I'm out of here. He just allows his soul to take the edge off mm-hmm. of the cost of what it would follow, what it yes. would mean to follow Jesus in front of others who don't accept it, yeah. and that's 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 I think where so where so many of us live, and babe, that the, the the real issue that we're mm. facing in all of this is that our soul, the thing inside of me, it longs to be buzzed, yeah, it, it it longs to it wants yes. to be buzzed, right, to to take to take the edge off just enough to to move holiness into goodness. Yes. Right? I don't, I, I mean, Excellent come on, it's just point. like, uh, it's just, but I'm good. Yeah. I'm a good, I hear this all the time, but I'm good. Yeah. I'm a good person. I'm a good person, but, 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 but I'm called to be holy. And all, the devil couldn't be more happy than when we stop relying on the spirit and we're like, we got this ourselves. Right. Because we can be good, but it, it, it requires complete spiritual sobriety to be holy. A complete sobriety right. to be holy. Because what we have to rest, recognize, guys, is that our soul and our spirit are constantly at tension, at war mm-hmm. with one another. And in this life of moderation, babe, what we're trying to do, what we're tempted to do, is keep the peace. Yes. I'm just trying to keep the peace between what my soul wants and the spirit wants. I'm just trying to keep the peace. And we never find peace. Yeah. Because right. that's why we're never really at peace. Yes. Because... Peace is a fruit of the Spirit, living in the Spirit of God. And that's, that's actually why Paul tells us in Galatians 5, verse, uh, Galatians 5, 17. I love this version of this, by the way. It says this, For your self-life craves the things that offend the Holy Spirit and hinder Him from living freely within you. And the Holy Spirit's intense cravings hinder, hinder our old self-life from dominating you. So then, the two incompatible and conflicting forces within you are your self-life of the flesh and the new creation of the Spirit. D, he is not talking to unbelievers. Paul is talking to believers. He is saying there is these two forces that are inside of us, and our soul longs to be buzzed. Our soul longs to be intoxicated. Our soul is screaming, take the edge off. This is too hard. I just want another drink. And we're drawn to these things, to drink these things in time and time again. What Peter drank in, we're, we're drawn to do yes. that. And, and we may be saying, well, I don't know what these things are. Mm. And I love that Paul says, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> right? Because like sometimes you're like, yeah. I don't yeah. know. I mean, I don't know what preacher's talking about. I mean, I don't, again. You take the worst things. Correct. We take the worst things. That because I'm good. That other people would say are there the things that... Look, they would struggle with scales. exactly, exactly. But you take like the worst thing, and then you say, "I'm good." And yeah, that's the I'm problem. Good. You that's... might be good, but it, are we are we walking in holiness, completely no. present? And even that comparison isn't is a buzzed intoxication. Yes, like that. Even that. Yeah. Paul says this. I love. He goes, uh, verse nineteen. Uh, just so you don't, uh, you know, struggle. Let me help you out. That's what he's saying. The cravings of this self life are obvious: mm-hmm. sexual immorality, lustful thoughts pornography, chasing after things instead of God, manipulating others, hatred of those who get in your way, senseless arguments, 
Resentment when others are favored. Does this sound familiar? A culture anybody would know? Senseless arguments. Right? Temper tantrums. Angry quarrels. Never see those on social media. Only thinking of yourself being, uh, uh, only thinking of yourself being in love with your own opinion. Being envious of the blessings of others. Murder. Uncontrolled addictions. Wild parties. Listen to what he says. And all other similar behaviors. He said, this isn't a comprehensive list. Just wanted to give you a little bit. See, see my friends, whether we are just social drinkers of these things, like we don't do those th these things in private, but we what we just do these things in our as a social drinker, or whether we have a bottle a day, a six pack a day, or a case a day, all of these things alter our state of holiness and intimacy with Jesus Christ, and that's why they're so dangerous to us. They put us in a state where we're separated from our intimacy. We don't understand the depth of intimacy, and we don't see the we don't see the enemy sneaking up behind us. That's why this word sober, as Dee already said, the, the, the a actual meaning is the exact opposite of intoxication. That's actually what it means <laughs> yes, in Greek. The exact right. opposite. It that's actually right. defines itself uh -huh. by the negative, right? Yes. It's not that. Yes. It, it, it's without mm. taint, right? Mm. And so you may be saying, Kyle, I don't understand. How, do, how can I do that? Because if my soul's in there and I'm always in this tension, how do I do this? Mm. Man, that's why Paul says in Galatians, uh, in Galatians 5, 16, right before this, if you live by the Spirit... You won't have the desires of the flesh. In 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 uh, Ephesians five eighteen, he says, "Don't get drunk on wine, but be filled, constantly filled mm. with the Holy Spirit, babe." That's why, church, if you've been with this journey with us for a year, you've been hearing D and I constantly have this uh, overflowing moments of talking about the need to have a relationship with the Holy Spirit, yeah. praying in the Spirit, uh, listening to the Spirit, being open to the Spirit, listening to Jesus, man, understanding the heartbeat of God. We need this. Why? Because the Spirit helps us to identify what we should be alert about. Like he tells us what yes. the colors mean yes. and then how to overcome them. Yeah. That's the power of yeah. this. You were talking about the colors earlier, and um, it's true. Like I, I, know I, I would try I know to I study did. them. I know. I would try to be like, okay, because that's the type of person I, I know. You are, okay, you are. so there's colors we're we're supposed to know. So like we have to be good citizens, <laughs> and we have to know this. And like I couldn't. So then as soon as one of them hits, yeah. because of fear, you're like, wait, what is yellow? Is that worse than orange? Like, <laughs> but because that's what happens. Correct. Right? Exactly. It's like you, exactly you, right. You you that's introduce right. an emotion, and all of a sudden. You freeze. Well, because you're not living in that every day. That's the difference. Yes. Like, so when a situation hits you, fear starts. Yes, exactly. Yep. So what I was saying to you this week is that, but the truth is, is that, and especially if you think back to um, what our nation lived through, uh, especially at during 9-11, if you see something, say something, right? Yes, So, correct. So then if we're on alert and we're looking for bags. Correct. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. yeah looking yeah. for bags. Right. If you see a bag and it's not with a human, it's not attended, Say right? Something. What do you do? Say something. 911. And then you move. You keep it going. Right. Because it's not your problem. Mm. See, no one, I wow. didn't go into school to learn how to, um, like, if, if go a bomb, bomb squad. Be, I didn't go to bomb squad school. <laughs> right? So, like, I don't, like, if it's going to detonate, I just need to be in a different place. Right. I just need to not be there. Right. right. Exactly. It's, it's somebody else's up. problem. Right. Right. It's good. Thing. And good. I think that part of what we, the maybe the, even the reason that we do get that spiritual buzz on is because we know that the word is telling us that that thing that your spirit is picking up on that is not okay 
um, that's going on in the world is for you to do something about as wow. well. It's for you to address. It's not wow. somebody else's problem. And so that, that whole color wow. chart, it's to benefit us. Yeah, right, <laughs> right, right. But, right, we're right. Just, we're, yep. but it's so easy to not have responsibility, to not feel spiritually responsible. And True. A lot of times you and I will talk about the importance of um, being watchful and being sober-minded so that we can be holy. And you, and you know, if you have been a part of um, our house for any length of time, it's a, it's a cornerstone of just yeah, like correct. the makeup of who I am and the, and the message that I, 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 that resonates with me that I always end up kind of weaving into everything that I share is that, you know, the God, the word says to be holy for the Lord, your God is holy. And it's not to just be holy, to be holy. Right. It's a response of love. Yes. And it's like, yes. it, uh, yep. you know, up until you can respond with a desire to become holy to be crafted as holy. Yes. It's a lifetime of crafting and we never fully arrive. We do that from a place of love. And that's usually what I focus in on and hone in on. That's not about being more religious. It's about being more in love. And But what God has really been bringing my attention to lately is really what the word often also tells us is our should be our why. And it's because there is an enemy that Correct. is seeking Correct. to steal, Correct. kill, and destroy. He does seek to devour, and yep. these these uh, moments in which we do not occupy our lives with sobriety are portals for the enemy to come through. And it's why why spiritual when we're spiritually inebriated, the enemy has so much access yeah. to us. So it's not just so I can be holy. It's not just. So I can be, which is very, it's, it's, it's something that God desires, but he also understands that it's a portal for the enemy to come in. And he's not just coming in to mess up our day. He's coming in to mess up our life assignment. That's what's at stake. Wow. And I was, I was saying to Kay, um, so true. I wasn't sure actually if I was going to share this or not, but, um, you know, there's a lot of talk in today's society about being an empath, right? And yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of Enneagram things and, and just finding out things. But um, so I so and what that means basically is yeah. that there's there's people that can walk into a room and just keep it moving. They they're gonna say what they're gonna say. They're gonna do what they're gonna do, and they have no awareness of their surroundings. Like, but and then there's some people that go into a room and you just like instantaneously take the pulse. You take the temperature. Yeah. You yep. can you yep. can sense what the atmosphere in the room is like. And a lot of times if you encounter someone that's going through something really hard, they will, you know, they can download something to you. And if you have a gift of mercy, you're like, oh, you're, you ache for that. And then yeah. they go on and you're like carrying that. But if, if you, if you are coming to, into contact with someone who doesn't have a gift of mercy or who doesn't have the ability to like kind of read a room and get that emotional temperature <laughs> that you can they can you encounter that person they just keep right on going you're like oh my goodness don't yeah. you just like oh did you hear what jason said and you're like who, who's jason by the way this is danielle and i so and this <laughs> is really good because i'm like hey let's go this is awesome this totally life's great and she's like <laughs> she's like what I'm like, what are you crying about? Life's great. This is totally us, by the I way. I still wasn't going to call you out Blow my spot. It's all good. I think that was now, I'm just going to just say, first and foremost, if I pro I've probably done that to you a thousand times, like you as a person out there, if you come to connect, like you are like totally heartbroken and I, and I like totally just. He's not a cyborg. It's just not a strength. Uh, yeah. I, I, <laughs> exactly. It's not a strength, but exactly. he, he, you're kind. 
Yeah. As kind can be. You're way kinder than I am. It's just compassion. Is just. It's just. It's not fully functioning all it's, the time. It's a little bit broken. But so that's the difference, right? And now maybe that even helps you understand, like, oh, so that's what it is. And I'm Sometimes, like, what's wrong? Just, just be happy. And she's like, I can't. Okay, I, get it. I didn't mean personally. No, no, it's good. It's good. It's good. <laughs> I feel like this has got taken a no, turn right. that I didn't mean. Personally. No, it's all good. It's all good. I'm fine. No, I'm working I'm, through this I'm with like, you. This is great. This has become counseling. <laughs> um, but no, what I'm trying to say is in general in your life, not when you come into contact with the two of us, but maybe that'll actually help you go, oh, because sometimes you end up having an expectation of someone and you're like, I literally just spilled my guts. They know yeah, the pain yeah, that I'm yeah, in true. and like absolutely yep. not registering yep. to them. And then there's other people that they'll circle back, they'll check on you, they'll pray for you, they'll do other yeah. things. and. A lot of times it is effort, even if you have a gift of, say, mercy or you have a, di- a gift of discernment or you, whatever. But a lot of times what you're encountering is someone's gift. And the reason that I'm talking about it is because everyone's gifts are going to show up in different ways, but as a strength to helping you stay spiritually sober. Good. That's really good, Dean. If I stay in contact yes. with, I have, a, I, yeah. one of my spiritual gifts, ha- gifts happens to be uh, spiritual discernment yeah. and, and some with some side of prophetic. Um, but I will tell you, I'll be honest with you that um, there was a long season in my life that I didn't want that anymore. And I actually was offended with God yeah. that I had that because so whatever your spiritual gifts are, sometimes you'll feel a little bit separated from other people that don't have that particular gift, whatever it is. Um, the gift of generosity and giving yeah. and the, whatever it is helps and you'll be like why does this person literally never lift a finger yes. it's going yes. to irritate yes. someone who has a yes. holy gift of helps all the more because you're doing something that still takes effort and it still takes a sacrifice but you naturally see the need for it and respond with Correct. who you it's are good, and when you see other people not doing that it's maddening um, <laughs> but, but what you can be tempted to do is that it can be an access point for pain Yes. And so you can be like, God, I don't want this anymore. I don't want this anymore. I don't want this anymore. And I did that for a while, and I didn't lose the gift. But I will be honest with you. For a long time, I was completely disassociated with it. Absolutely. And I was not honing in on listening to it. Because when you when you walk in your gifts, you are spiritually sober. Yes. And any yes. time that yes. you deny yes. those gifts or you don't function in them, you're creating Space. Buzz space. So that this doesn't just create a loss of intimacy, it creates a buzz. Yep. And just uh, and this and this this decipher de- de- this de- yep. this is what determines whether we have a buzz or whether we're intoxicated. Yes. And so we can keep saying I'm a good person, I'm doing this and this, but you see, this is what's really calibrating our spiritual health, our emotional health, our physical health is this proximity to God. So. I say that to you because I think that a lot of times the very things that we numb are actually connected to the very things that are supernatural gifts in yes. us. It's and really so that day. might be your area that you numb and you might be you might be sitting there saying like uh well how's my um how is my my temptation to even I'm going to even take something that's not so obvious like my temptation to control. How's that created? How's that connected to one of my spiritual gifts? If you ask God to show you, you'd be probably end up being amazed yes. at the connections there. Like, why is that? Why is that an Achilles heel for you? I bet it's because the enemy understands that portal 
even maybe more than you do. And that's what I'm saying. Like us not being aware has nothing to do with how much the enemy will and will not have access to that point. But sometimes we kick in with control. And if we were actually able to get sober and close that gap and become holy for our Lord, our God is holy, you would probably be amazed that as your spiritual supernatural gifts become activated, yes. how yes. how much power they have and yes. how much how yes. much influence they have in closing that gap as well. Yeah, I mean, look, so um, and D, what we're what we're talking about is being sober to the Spirit of God, sober yes. to His voice, sober yes. to intimacy with Jesus. Yes. It's 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 not um, keeping myself pure so right. that I'm sober. No, the the soberness, the sobriety comes. With that gap yes. becomes closed on the things that intoxicate us. And yes. uh, in one of my Forge groups this week, um, one of the guys said, I, "It was just so awesome." He said, "I've been learning to when when something comes up that a conversation that comes up that doesn't interest Jesus." He said, "I'm out. If well, this conversation do, is, is, doesn't interest Jesus, I'm not going to get I'm not going to get involved. Mm-hmm. If this doesn't please Jesus, I'm not going to get involved." He said, "Because your flesh wants to get wants involved, to, yes, right." And yes. so he's just like, "I've just Great. been learning." Those kind of things. And I think that's part huh. of being not just watchful, I mean sober, but watchful. And that's why Peter says it's not dual. just one. It's, it's not just sober, right? Because it's not just not doing something. It's actually yeah. doing something, being watchful. And this this word watchful um, actually in its deepest, most active means means to stand guard over something. Mm-hmm. To to wa- yeah. to keep to uh, to stand a gu- vigilant guard over mm-hmm. something. It's like a shepherd that keeps vigilant guard over the sheep. So yes. the why because he knows the wolf is out there. Yes. Right. Um, uh, it's a soldier that stands guard. Why? Because he under in enemy territory. Because he understands the enemy's out there. And we're not and, even just talking about that in theory, by the way. You know, we read that in I think I want to say it's in Luke when the shepherds are wa- keeping watch, watch over, over their sheep. Fe- yeah. And in Nehemiah. Yes, correct. When they set guards on the wall. On the walls. Like we, it's not just because that's holy. Do you see the difference of what we're talking about, church? Correct. It's not just because that's what holy people do. Holy people keep watch. No. No, it's because... People who understand there's an yes. enemy out there keep watch, yes. right? That's good. So, I just wanted to say Yeah, that. no, I You're think not it's just giving examples. Great. These are actually founded this in the Word. This is found in the Word. And, and uh, you know, I, was, I always love history. You know, when a Roman soldier fell asleep on guard duty... Um, his punishment would be that they would bind him, and every one of every one of his un, in his unit would take clubs and beat him to death. That's how serious. It, oh, and, but, 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 by the way, it was better than the alternative, which is to be thrown into a bag of venomous snakes sewn together and thro- thrown into a would, thrown into a river. No, beat me to death, man. I'm out. Um, but I, I, I it, it, the reason why I say that is because they they understood the danger it was not just to self, but to yes. community. Yes. To culture, to everything that they held dear right. when you fell asleep on guard duty. And the truth is you may you may get by once or twice. Correct. Like you may fall asleep and, and nothing happens. But but and that's what that's that what Right. Then that that's why we lull our our soul to sleep. Well, I mean, I've, I mean, I, I've, I've drove, driven home buzz before. I mean, I got home, yeah. right? Yeah, that those five times, yeah. but maybe not the sixth. Right. And the, the, those are those moments in our life we just have to be careful. That's why it says we have to be watchful. What stuck out of me just a little bit, D, though, is Jesus' response to uh, Peter when he wasn't watchful, mm. um, which is so different than the Romans. Um, do you yeah. remember? Do you right? Yeah. Do you remember Jesus? Uh, uh, Jesus takes Peter, uh, James, and John into the garden with him in Matthew ch- mm-hmm. chapter twenty-six, and in verse thirty-eight it says, "Remain here with me and keep watch." 
Here, Jesus is saying, I'm, I'm hurting. Yes. Um, I'm going through everything. Yes. I, my soul is in anguish. This is when you want someone with the gift of mercy. Yes, correct, correct. And Pete's, and Pete, Pete's got the gift of leadership and like yes. preaching. And he's like, hey, you can do it, Jesus. Yes. And like two seconds later, yes. he's asleep. Yes. Right? He's asleep. He, he doesn't stand watch. He doesn't, mm-hmm. he doesn't stand watch. And, 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 and Jesus comes back in verse 40. And there's such grace, Steve. Like, there's yeah. such grace. And that's why, like, when we, when we fail in this, there's such grace. But there is um, clarity of understanding. So Jesus is not okaying what he's doing. He's saying, I want you to be aware why you're doing what you're doing. He yes. said, look, you did not keep watch because the spirit inside of you is willing. But the flesh wants to get buzzed. The flesh wants to take the edge off of the cost. Yeah. The edge, the, 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 the flesh is weak in these moments. And see, my friends, when we are not aware, I think, of what troubles Jesus, um, it's so easy for us not to keep watch. When we, when we lose sight of what troubles Jesus, it's so easy for us to, to, to lose sight of keeping watch. When we lose sight of the why, why is Jesus, why should we keep watch? Because there's an enemy out there yes. that's trying to destroy your life. Yes. Try, come to kill, John 10, 10. I've come to kill, steal, and destroy. He ain't taking you to a prom. Yeah. This ain't a dance. He ain't going to take you out to dinner. Come on, somebody. He's here to kill, steal, and destroy your family, your children, your church, your generation, your community, your legacy. This is why Jesus tells us. This is why Peter, who understands this so deeply inside of him, says, be sober-minded, get rid of the buzz, and keep watch. Why? Because there's an enemy that's coming at you, and he's old, and he is ancient, and he knows every trick, and he knows how to he knows how to manipulate, and what lie will work, and he's watched your life to see what every crack you've given him, and every and every little dose of every every social drink you've taken, mm-hmm. every case that you've consumed. He understands, and he's bringing it if you're not watchful. Did you? I want you to note something. It's after this moment. It's after this moment where he wasn't watching that he ends up at the fireside chat and denies Jesus. Mm-hmm. Maybe just maybe Jesus was maybe just maybe Jesus was telling him to watch mm-hmm. in that garden, not because Jesus needed it, right. because Jesus knew what Peter was going to face in a few moments, and he needed Peter to watch for what the enemy was yes. going to bring into his life, so he didn't allow his soul to take the edge off and deny him mm-hmm. and have to go through the scars and the hurt and the emotional consequences of all of those things, the shame of everything yes. that he faced in those moments. Yeah. That's why I love what Proverbs 8 verse 34 says. It says, blessed is the man who listens to me, who keeps mm-hmm. watch at my gates. Blessed is the man. Blessed is the man who listens to my voice, who keeps watch at the gate. There's a blessing attached to this. I think, my friends, too often we give too much attention and too much weight to the presence of the enemy in our lives and in our situations. And because we are at times aware of what he can bring and the hardship that we're going through, we listen. We're watching much more of what he's doing and we're listening much more to his lives than the voice of Jesus. Uh, I was so reminded of, of uh, Moses in Exodus 14, where he's facing this conundrum. And I feel like this conundrum, I, I, was, I was talking to Dee this week just a little bit about, you know, feeling some of the impossibility of circumstance. 
And Moses finds himself in that situation, right, where he's leading the people out. He's, he's, mm -hmm. he's following God's word. God, I'm just doing what you told me to do. And he finds himself in a possible situation where the Red Sea is in front of him, impassable. And Pharaoh's army is coming behind him. And the, Pharaoh's army is like, I'm going to kill you. And thank God that Moses was sober. Yes. Thank God he wasn't buzzed. Yes. Right. Thank God he could listen to the word of God and listen for the voice of God in that impossible situation. And God says, lift up the rod, stretch out your hand, mm -hmm. partner with me in this. There takes activation in this. Thank God he wasn't so drunk and intoxicated by fear or by uncertainty or need for approval or, 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 or listening to the lie of Pharaoh that was saying, I'm coming after you. I'm right. going to destroy you. I'm right. bigger than you. I'm more powerful than you. Right. It's impossible to get across this. Thank God he wasn't so drunk that those lives became something that became bigger than they were. He could hear the voice of God. He listened and he watched. And when he responded to what God had said, there was victory. The sea parted, and his people walked across and did the impossible. And I, when God said that to me this week, I, I just really feel that that was a prophetic word. I want, I want, I want to just say, just prophetically, for, for, for I believe this church, I believe your life, I believe men and women who will call this place their home in 2021, that right now you may be standing between the Red Sea yeah. and an army that seems yeah. invincible behind you. You may be listening to the, tout, the, the taunts, the lies. The circumstance may be so big. My friends, stay sober-minded yes. and watch what my God will do yes. if we will respond to his voice. If you will just stand in faith, I believe that the Red Seas are going to part, that the enemy is going to be destroyed, that you're going to walk across the sea in victory. I believe sicknesses are going to be destroyed. Cancers are going to be healed. I believe marriages that seemed irreconcilable are going to be coming back together. I believe for children who have walked away from God, they're going to have encounters supernaturally with a God this, this year, even for God to show up, Jesus to show up in their bedrooms, to reveal who he is to them supernaturally, that they're going to come home again, that the prodigal's children, somebody needs to hear, don't give up, don't believe the lie, the prodigal son, the prodigal daughter who walked away is coming home. That financial lie that says you will be bankrupt, that you will never have a good job again. This is the way it's going to be. It's going to be miserable. That is a lie from the pit of hell. My God is a God who prospers his children. My God is a God who provides in the midst of the need. I want to say that over your life today. To be sober-minded. Stop. Get rid of the buzz. Listen to his voice. Watch for my God to move because the enemy prowls around. He's looking for someone to desire. He is not the lion. There's That's only right. one lion. That's right. He is like a lion. He always wants to try to be a counterfeit of the one true king, yeah. the lion of Judah. But my lion overcame him at the cross and at the tomb. And the Bible says made a spectacle of him, mm -hmm. triumphing over him at the cross. Greater is he, my friends, that's in you than he's in this world. You may be between the Red Sea and Pharaoh's army. But I believe if you stay silver-minded and you stay yes. watchful, you listen to his voice and you wait for the things of God, I believe without a shadow of a doubt the victory is coming your way this yes. year.
And I don't say that, no. you know, I'm yeah. not, I'm telling you, there's that. something inside of me right now that needs to spark. I believe there's people yes. already right now who are listening to this, that it's sparking inside of you. Somebody may be saying, I don't know, Pastor, that's not really for me. All right, well, then that's between you and God. But I believe that there are men and women listening right now that are sparking something inside of them because you've lost faith over the last yes. year. You've given up. You've took your eyes off. You've just buzzed the pain away. Yeah. You've taken the edge off. But my God is a mighty warrior dressed for battle so here we are maybe today you need to rise up and say Jesus here I am forgive me for my addiction for being intoxicated by my soul maybe today you need to surrender to Jesus it's easy as that the grace that showed up for Peter is the grace that shows up here and the same one the same one that gave him his second chance is the same one who will give you a second, third, and 333rd chance. His name's Jesus. So right now, I just want to ask you, I'm, I'm asking you if that's where you are in life, just to surrender your life to him and pray this prayer with me. Because my God will come and meet you where you are. Just say, Dear Lord Jesus, Dear Lord Jesus here, I am today. here I am today. I've come to surrender my life. Come to surrender my life. I'm ready to give it all to you. I'm ready to give it all to you. Forgive me of my addiction to myself. Forgive me of my addiction to myself. To my intoxication to my soul. To my intoxication to my soul. To the sins that I've committed. To the sins that I've committed. I'm asking you, Jesus. I'm asking you, Jesus. To be the Lord and Savior of my life. To be the Lord and Savior of I'm my life. I'm choosing today. I'm choosing today. To live full on for you. To live full on for to you. To listen to your spirit. To listen to your spirit. To be open to your word. To be open to your word. So fill me now. So fill me now. And forevermore. And forevermore. As I choose today. As I choose today. To give you all the praise. To give you all the praise. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. And amen. And amen. And amen. And amen. 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 There's victory amen. right now. If you prayed that, amen. the Red Sea already parted. Come amen. on. Walk through it. Amen. And we celebrate with you. We were praying. We said, Lord, bring people home to you yes. today. Bring people home to you today. And if that's a decision that you've made this morning for the first time and you want to understand it a little bit more, and you want to understand what your life can look like starting today from here on out, and you would love help, we have a book that was written by Pastor Rick Campana, who's a pastor on our staff. It also happens to be my dad. Woo-hoo! And uh, good it's dude. called The Surprise of Your Life. And it's, it's very easy to understand. Uh, it's a very like it's an it's a profound but simple read. So if you kind of get uh, if you kind of get intimidated by reading, this is not going to be Easy one of those. Easy and books. beautiful. This is going to be something beautiful. It's, there's lots of stories in it, and it's um, very approachable. So we would love to send this to you for free of charge. So if you would uh, send your name and your mailing address to the link provided on whatever platform you're watching on, we will get this out to you today. And before we go into the offering, I just also want to mention one thing. Um, that this week, tomorrow, tomorrow, Monday night at 7, 7, 7, 7 p.m., yep. we have uh, an interest meeting for TKC, and that's the food truck that's called Thy Kingdom Crumb. Some of you are joining us this morning because you have uh, been introduced to a us. great through, run yesterday. the runs. Yeah. Um, but that is the food truck that we do in partnership with Carson Wentz's AO1 Foundation. Love you, Carson. And um, so that is, we have an interest meeting coming up tomorrow. It's a Zoom meeting, so you would need the Zoom link, so make sure that you contact us through Linktree. Today's the last time. Today is the last day to do that, but it's a wonderful way to get to see a glimpse of the headquarters and to hear the heartbeat, to feel what we're about, and to see um, how you can how you can lend your hands and feet. Uh, if you want to say like, yeah, I have two hours to give once a month to help people, we are seeing the need increase 
every single week. Church, you know the state of our... Did I say something wrong? No, no, no. I, I was just excited this week. I got um, a text from somebody who's moving back. And, they, oh, and yes. they were saying, I have 18 and a half years. I can't wait to be a part of TKC. I have 18 and a half years of like food experience and all these certifications. Yeah. And I'm like, yes. Yeah. Like, but I love, the, I love the fact that when you trust God for something, he brings it at just the right time, yes. like b- better than you can ever ask for. Yeah. And, and, you know, church, we, we really want to encourage you right now in the offering because mm-hmm. that's what helps make these things go. TKC, we've increased in the pandemic. We are increasing our commitment uh, to giving to, to Thy Kingdom Crumb as a church. We are increasing our, our, our commitments, even though, I'll be honest, even though offerings are down. Like, let's be honest, like, they're just down. But we're, we're believing for God because we believe without a shadow of doubt we are called to sow into this world and sow into people's lives. And so we're inviting you to be a part of sowing into this house. Because when you sow into this house, it gives us the ability to change the world around us. Um, uh, G- Genesis 41 um, tells about, in verse 49, tells about how Joseph, remember, understood the times yes. and knew that there was going to be lack. And yes. so he, he yeah. responded. He built storage houses and he got all, it says he brought so much in, he had to stop counting. It was beyond measure. But he, because people gave beyond measure, when the need approached, man, they were able not only to take care of Egypt, not only to take over his family, he, they were able to take care of influence the world. Connect Church, that's our opportunity. Mm-hmm. It's not just to make sure that we can pay our bills and take care of the commitments that we've made. No. Man, our offerings, my offering, Danielle's offering, we give. Right? Our offerings, they, when they come in, they come into a storehouse. Why? Because as they are piled together, it gives us the resource to go out, not only just take care of Connect family, but to influence the world. And that's what we're about. So if you want to give today to be a part of that, please do. Uh, There's a Linktree app there. You can find a way to give. You can give on your CCB account if this is where you are, church. But be a giver. Worship with us in that. Don't be a receiver only. Uh, be, be, be a giver in the midst of this. I know, listen, I know it's easy at the end of service, at the end of uh, kind of the sermon to turn this off. But uh, this, is, this is part of it all. Yeah. This is all of us doing life True. here together. And I know, babe, I'd mentioned a couple times um, in, the, in, in today's message about forged. Yes. And forged and shoulder to shoulder are our men's and women's discipleship groups that meet throughout the week. Yep. Uh, and man, it's... Our forge groups are, uh, are talking about First Peter right now. Yeah. They just started, actually. And uh, the women are still in First Corinthians, mm-hmm. which, I mean, phenomenal books yeah. to study. But I want to invite you to chat room on Wednesday night. Uh, chat room is uh, our, our preaching is Sunday morning. Our discipleship is throughout the week in uh, forged and shoulder to shoulder. But chat room is where we do our teaching and our building of the why we believe what we believe. Mm-hmm. And this week is one of my favorite lessons to do. No way, really? I know. I'm so excited. I, <laughs> I love haven't it. heard that at all. <laughs> I love it. It's just, uh, it's fun, but it will help you listen. It will help you understand yes. God yes. and how he sees life and how he sees time and space yeah. and how he understands you and why you can trust him. Yeah. Because it's for God, there are things that are already completed that haven't even come our way yet. Mm-hmm. He is not guessing at your future. He's not guessing at the blessings that are coming your way. For my God, he's already seen them happen mm. in your life. That's why faith says it is evidence of things not seen yet. Mm. My God's sending goodness and mercy follow you all the days of your life when we absolutely live sober and watchful. 
in the kingdom of God. So that's Wednesday, 7 p.m. 7 o'clock. Tune in on whatever platform, YouTube, Instagram. Do we do uh, all those? Uh, Instagram is later, but Facebook and, uh, and, 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 and uh, YouTube. Yep. So, yep. guys, we hope that you stay safe on this still snowing Sunday Enjoy morning. It. And we love you very much. Thank you. Yes. Happy birthday, Pastor Kevin. Ah, happy birthday, Pastor we, Kevin. We, we, I know we, we said, said it last, last week, week, but we're going to say it again. Pastor Thanks Kevin's production. birthday was yesterday. Uh, we All love right, you, guys. Kevin. Have a wonderful Sunday. God bless you guys. Enjoy the Super Bowl tonight. We will see you again this week. We love you. Love you. Bye, guys. Bye, Instagram. Love you, fam. <laughs>